This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Next time, it will be war. We'll have to get down to those volcanoes. I agree. We'll also need a company of first-rate men. Do you have any commandos here? I have much, much better. Ninjas. Top secret, Bolsan. This is my ninja training school. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! Ah! I, I can tell you what I think it means. Yeah? You. Do, do, do you speak German? Well, no. But I, I have a feeling. Ah, right. Well, well, tell me your Flugerschlagen feeling, Mike. Well, I, I think it means, hey, man, you're doing great. Flugerschlagen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like um, slow down and, and enjoy the moment because everything's gonna be okay. Sounds good. And now. Hey, two or I get a fish sandwich? Can I get a fish sandwich? Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean show. It is Wednesday morning, June sixth. Allie. Bean. Allie. Bean. Have you met Kevin? Kevin. How are you? Good. Have you um, met Beer Mug? Hey, Mugs. Nice to meet you, Allie. You too. We had oh. uh, we had a breakthrough. Oh. I think it was yesterday. Oh, my God. When Bean uh, didn't pronounce you dead. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, he said, uh, I think she may just be sick. <gasps> and she'll be back. What does this mean? Right? What have you done with Bean? I'll tell you what it was, and I brought this up, that uh, we had texted uh, the day before. As and far I be- as you know. Well, that was, of course, I of course I anticipated someone was pretending to be you to cover up the murder. <laughs> you did but, say that. Oh, good. But it sounded so realistic, I thought no one, that that's Allie. There's no one else who could who could say those things. Oh. It was so dumb. I think that's what I'm trying it to say. So it, was just, it was so dumb. There's nobody who somebody was trying to impersonate you. They would have done it. They would have tried to sound smart. Uh, is good, what I'm saying. Good feedback. So I was like, guys, she's alive. This is great news. So for the first time ever. For the first time ever. Because I always assume if somebody's out of, out of sight for five minutes, they're dead. Right. Yeah. So that I'm was very, good. I'm delighted that I was right and that you're alive and you're back. I am. Thank you for your concern. And it's worth coming back. For what we're about to play, who's who? Are we so excited about this piece of tape? Yes. Is it the greatest thing you've ever seen on the news? Oh, oh my God! Yes, yeah. it is. I'm right? sorry, I had a momentary brain fart. This is the greatest thing you're ever going to see in your life. <laughs> you got to see the uh, video. We'll post it on all the Kevin Bean social media. It comes out of. Uh, it looks like it was. Do you think it was this past weekend on Good Morning San Diego? They're having an, uh, it's a reporter named Dave Scott, and they're having some sort of an inflatable festival. Now, did you guys, in the three minutes that you watched this report, did you get any kind of sense of what the inflatable festival even was? Just that that giant slide was inflated. 
Mm-hmm. Other than that, no. Yeah, I'm assuming a whole bunch of those. Probably. Yeah, the reporter Hands didn't exactly bring it to life, but it's not like he didn't try. Here he is. The report picks up with him trying to get into the topic of the Inflatable Festival with his anchors that are back in the studio. You know, usually when you're talking about the world of inflation, you guys, you probably notice, is that a good thing or or not a good thing? Inflation. No response from the studio. Love it. I'm sorry, the question again, Dave? <laughs> is, is inflation in our world a good thing or not a good thing? It depends upon what the topic Generally. is. What Just, are we talking oh. about? Generally, inflation? Yeah, if you yeah. have an inflatable boat, yeah, that's if you, a good if you thing. Heard the you, see, they're talking all over each other because they got that little bit of that satellite delay that you get when you got a, a, a personality out in the field. First of all, I already hate these anchors. Same. I they do too. can't pay attention for the 20 seconds that he might say something to him and then launch into his report out in the field. Can't pay attention. And then the guy has to be a dick. Yeah, that's the point is that oh. then he doesn't answer the question. The easy answer is yeah. inflation is bad. And, and then he goes on with his little report about how this is great. And his face is so smug. Right. All yeah. in their air-conditioned studio. <laughs> F you. They are definitely sabotaging their field reporter. There's yes. no question about that. It is not his fault at this point. It will soon be his fault, <laughs> yes, but at this will. point it's not. And I think you're absolutely right, Allie, is those reporters threw it to him out in the field and then just stopped paying attention because they just, you know, they wanted to read their script or have a cup of coffee or whatever it was. They just thought they were handing it off to him. They didn't realize that he was going to ask him a question that they didn't ignore. And by the way, let's just back up before they were dicks. That's a terrible way to get into that piece. It's so awful. it is the reporter. Awful. It's, it's already yeah. the reporter right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, we're 30 seconds into right. it, and it, you can't believe how how much worse it's about to get. Right. But uh, generally, when you hear the word inflation, not economic, something good come to mind for yeah. me. Yeah. Just yeah. Say no. Just say no. <laughs> I am already. I'm just. And by the way, when this reporter in the field goes, yeah. I mean, he's all of us. <laughs> Right, yeah, right. He's a, all right, so he's finally cutting bait on trying to make a, a snappy chit chat with the with the anchors, and now he's just gonna he's gonna talk about the inflatable festival. Well, let me tell you that you're right about if you say good, you're right because this is the world of inflatables. Give yourselves a nice round of applause, everybody. These are just the volunteers coming out here today. Why do they need so many volunteers for the Inflatable Festival? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm also not a big fan of give yourselves a hand. It's so weird. Everyone does it, and it's so weird. Oh, yeah. I'll take a second and clap for me. (laughs) It's a very lackluster group of volunteers, by the way. None of them are excited to be there. Um, And, Addie, what kind of fun do you think you're going to have today? Um... Lots of fun. Um, Lots of fun. That's a, that's a good kind. Um, helping, just uh, helping everybody. Celine, what do you? Now he's not getting a lot of help from no. the crowd, but his question it's is dumb. also it's stupid. Worst. What kind of fun do you think you're going to have today? If you can rattle off all the types of fun, that would be wonderful. <clears throat> so, if you ask the question and don't get a response. Why then ask two more people? Right, then he moves over and and didn't even ask one, at least one of them. Just put the microphone in front of him. Right. Right. You see the thread. Tell me what you think. What kind of fun? Just what kind of fun? You know the question. This is a nightmare. (laughs) I didn't hear the question. I'm sorry. What kind of fun do you think you can find here? What? 
that kind? All yeah. kinds of fun? Does he? What's a possible oh, answer there, by the way? Sweetie, I, I don't know. What, what answer does he think um, he's going to get that will Outdoor fun? Uh, family I, fun? Yeah, maybe. Big inflatable jumpy fun? Does sure. he? No. Does he hate himself right now? Yes. Or do you think he's just mad at the world because he thinks he's making perfect sense and they don't get him? I think he understands he's struggling. Oh, he I does. hope. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yeah. All right, he's not, he's not done. Bouncing fun? Yeah, I think so, because this is a place where kids and families can come and kind of bounce around. But you need something, and I'm going to have everyone do it like a magic chant. Uh, no, are right, you guys ready? Don't, don't do the magic <laughs> don't do chant. Don't, don't do that do bit, because, don't, because we already found out that these people are barely alive. Don't do the magic chant. <laughs> Why is he doing the magic <laughs> and by the way, he, he doesn't have a magic chant. He he's going to try to make one up on the fly. That doesn't make any sense at all. Because when we're talking inflatables, you need something that's been inflated. Are you guys ready? What, is, what does that even mean? When you're talking inflatables, you need something that's been inflated, you right. guys. I mean, he's, he's not wrong. Here. He's not he's, wrong. He's not wrong. All right. Magic chant. Here we go. All right, here we go. Uh, repeat after me. Abracadabra, one, two, three. Abracadabra, one, two, three. Now it's time to see what we see. Now it's time to see what we see. What does, what, how? Who? That's a very, very cool. <laughs> you watch the video. Uh, the person that he's he's conjuring up, Mr. Right. Wacky. Mr. Wacky, yes. which we haven't met yet. <laughs> he appears too soon. He can't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> he appears too soon. I can't, just... I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't... I don't mean do you understand it. So, Mr. Wacky is like, what What do they call those giant inflatable men that you see in the parking lot of, like, car dealerships or something like that that wave in the wind? So, this is a guy... This is a guy who's dressed as one of those characters, okay? But he pops it, up. He pops he up too early. To. <laughs> right, exactly. So the magic spell hadn't been finished yet. <laughs> right. So Mr. Wacky is like a ball of energy. It leaves it leaves the poor reporter in the dust. But it it does, believe it or not, it does get worse. Hello, everybody. Oh my goodness. How's everybody doing? My name is Mr. Wacky. Welcome to the Inflatable Run. I mean, Mr. Look. Wacky alone makes this awful. Oh, right? God. If I'm that reporter and he says, how are you guys doing? I'm Mr. Wacky. <laughs> I, I turn and I just go to my car and drive home. <laughs> it's just, I'm not doing it. I'm not <laughs> talking to Mr. Wacky. Do we even have time? Do we yes. have a break? Yes. yes. Okay. Play all Give of it. Mr. Wacky a nice round of applause, everybody. All right. Mr. Wacky, this is uh, this is an honor. First of all, it's not an, it's not an honor to talk to this guy in an inflatable. How do you suit. know? Maybe Mr. Wacky is huge in San Diego. And I maybe don't think so. It's the first time he's conjured up Mr. Wacky well, and it worked. True. <laughs> it does sound like a terrible euphemism, Allie, the way you just described it. Well, thank you. Uh, we are local San Diegans, so we're proud to be here, everybody, on this wonderful, beautiful Saturday morning. Welcome, San Diego. Yeah, good morning, you guys. 
This is so much fun here. First of all, it's like a 5K, but not really. It's it's longer than a 5K, right? Uh, what? <laughs> what? No one said well, yes. Each participant. What? Yeah, nobody said anything about that. About Where did a that race even come or anything? From? Okay. Hey, I still don't understand what this whole thing's about. By the way, I still don't understand what inflatable world is. Well, yes. Each participant has the option to do a one mile lap as many times as they want. We're out here trying to get families off the couch. We're a family owned business, throwing events for families in San Diego. So we're really excited to be here. We have all kinds of attractions behind us, and a course that families can run as many times as they want with inflatables on them. Yeah, this is great, you guys. Now, does that mean that everybody here becomes an inflatable today? What does that even mean? Does everybody here become an inflatable today? You don't today? become an inflatable because you run. Maybe you do. You don't know, man. You weren't there. Not a, not a thing. Not with that does that attitude. mean that everybody here becomes an inflatable today? Do they want to be inflatables today? You guys want to be inflatable? Yes. Quit going to the audience. Yeah, absolutely. Wacky, let me see everybody do their Mr. Wacky then. All right. All right, so now they're doing a little dance, I guess, including the reporter. Even the big Levesque is doing the Mr. Wacky right now. Uh, and he yeah. refers to himself, I guess. I don't know who Levesque? that is. I don't know who the big Levesque is. Okay. And that's where the thing ends. <laughs> oh, my God. That, oh, that happened, and that is real life. And we need to go to that inflatable festival, right? We need to live in that inflatable festival. <laughs> right. You guys, that's real. It was on the news. That was sweet. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin DeBeach shall we? Well, let me tell you that you're right about, if you say good, uh -huh. you're right, because this is the world of inflatables. Give yourselves a nice round of applause, okay. everybody. All right, thank you. <laughs> uh, on the program today, we have Romesh Ranganathan. Uh, Ranganathan, I think. Ranganathan. Yeah. Boy, is he funny. He's a funny dude, and he's Very got, excited about him coming in. Got a new show on uh, Showtime, which looks funny. Called, uh, is it uh -huh. Showtime? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Called Just Another Immigrant, and it's very funny. Um, we have the Kevin and Bean Jank Tank, which I don't think Ali knows about. No. Uh, but it's a new feature, and those, oh, always, no. those always go well. <laughs> so we're very excited about that. Uh, we've got unusual first dates that listeners have gone on. Oh, no. Omar did a wedding. Mm -hmm. Where they were both fans of Dexter. Oh. Both people were fans of Dexter. So like a murder date? So the first date, he made a, a kill room. Uh, you know where they put um, the plastic all yes? over? Yes, right? No. Yes, because they were both Dexter fans. And it went they were getting married, Omar said, and we're gonna talk to them. Oh God. Today about unusual first dates. Right. What? A kill room. Yeah. She's lucky she made it out. I mean, I think she knew him and everything was cool because they talked a lot about Dexter. Oh. We'll find out. We'll, we'll ask him. And uh, Doto, the International Man of Mystery, sent us uh, a message, a, a 911, if you will, uh, asking for our advice because he's going to Shanghai and he is dating someone in the Communist Party. <laughs> All right. So who do you turn to when you have that kind of specific well, question? Sure. Mr. Wacky. That's who. <laughs> So that's coming up this morning. We'll take a break. We will come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Allie is here. Time for our first look at what's happening on this Wednesday morning. Hey there. Hey there. <laughs> hey, there. hey there, partner. Weird drop off. Hey there. Hi, Bean. Hi, Allie. All right. I'm going to um, ask Kevin. Do you like cake? Yes. Do you like ice cream? Yes. Do you like beer? Yes. How about a brewery in New York unveiling their new ice cream cake beer? It's called Fudgy the Beer. It's a stout from the Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. It's a tribute to Fudgy the Whale. 
You know, Fudgy sure, the Whale. Sure, Fudgy the Whale. The whale-shaped chocolate ice cream cake. Sure. From sure. Carvel's. Absolutely. Why do we need to mix these three flavors? Apparently, it's great. Really? Yeah. Brewers teamed up with the ice cream maker to create the fudge-flavored beer with 6% alcohol content. The company recommends pairing the brew with chocolate dessert or smoked foods. And the first batch of Fudgy the Beer already sold out. Yummy. Yeah, people are loving it, you guys. I mean, I'd try it. Yeah, you would. Sure. Absolutely. You guys talk about Johnny Depp yesterday? A little bit, yeah. About his uh, disturbing new appearance? Yeah. Have you seen the pictures? I haven't. Oh, Kevin, I'm going to show you. Okay. They are, uh, whoa. He looks different. He sure does. Uh, Fans obviously very concerned because he looks very thin, very pale. And by very thin and very pale, it doesn't seem like there's blood going through his body. Wow. Um, But insiders say that he's having a bit of a midlife crisis. And he's accustomed to being adored, and he's enjoying doing his rock star thing with his band Hollywood Vampires, but he just doesn't want to feel as old as he is. He's turning, apparently turning 55 on Saturday. Okay. And he's been partying hard. Right. Goes pretty buck wild when he's not in a monogamous relationship. So mm-hmm. he's just having some fun. Calm down. Just a little midlife crisis where you look like you're dead. <laughs> I am. Um... I speculated, Ali. Let's not forget he's an actor. Right. And just like Christian Bale or Matthew McConaughey or many other people, sometimes you have to lose a lot of weight for a role. And is it possible that that's all this is? I'm of course sure it's possible. it's possible, yeah. But I think if you're losing that much weight, you're also probably not on stage with the band, like, rocking out, mm. hard partying. I would think well, yeah, I don't know. This is weird. Trying to trying to make sure you're doing it the right way. Yeah, like Christian right. Bale when he did it like eight times in one year. Remember right. that? He was just out of control. Nuts. Let's look into that. Let's look into uh, what he could possibly be doing this for. All right. Because Johnny Depp back in the day. Guys. Right. Put, your, put right. your investigative team on it. I will. I will. Does Jimmy, she... do that. Who? Jimmy. He's on my investigative team. Okay. Thank you. Have you guys not met him? No. Oh, he's really... I haven't met anyone on here. Ali has a lot of imaginary friends. Okay. All right. That's weird. I could hear something. I'm not sure what it was. We love Jimmy. We do love Jimmy. Um... Coming up, we're going to find out if Bean has a new neighbor that he's been he's been holding out on telling us about. Oh. This is a huge neighbor, like one that could potentially change all of our lives. I am intrigued to hear more. Well, you're intrigued to tell us the truth, Bean. Right. It's about time you, you came clean. Right? That's what okay. I'm saying. Uh, not a lot of birthdays today. Actor Robert Englund and actor Paul Giamatti. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean. Our friend DJ Omar Khan has joined us in studio. Omar, you love the TV show Shark Tank. Love, love it. I I don't miss an episode. I just find it so interesting. I think in my next career, I'm going to, you know, I already have a business and I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit, Mm -hmm. but this is just so like on next level watching these guys who want to invest in these businesses and want to take these businesses to the next level. 
I mean, it really is a it's a great idea for a TV show because when you've got an invention or, or an idea, what you need is funding. You need somebody yep. to give you the money so that you can get the thing off the ground. And there's been a lot of success stories out of the uh, out of that. And and you thought there may be a way for us to kind of be involved in it. Absolutely. So um, there's a lot of Kickstarter and GoFundMe's out there, mm-hmm. and some you know I, you know you might think I don't know, but then you like kind of like look deeper into it, and you're like, oh what you know what there's there's something here we could work this and we should fund this and we could build this and we can make money off of this. Some of our are, are, are jankier than others, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, we could we could do like a Kevin Bean Shark Tank, but we call it the Jank Tank. Welcome to the Jank Tank, where these janky investors will either help you fund your janky project or tell you to f- right off. DJ Omar Khan, a handsome and debonair real estate mogul and also CEO <laughs> at DJ Omar Khan Productions, where he produces high-end events, and he's a really good DJ, so you should book him for your next event at DJOmarKhan.com. <laughs> Kevin Ryder, the self-proclaimed king of Las Vegas, where he plays poker and does pretty well, but then hits the crazy horse and donates all his winnings. So who should you turn to to fund your lun? Bean Baxter, the wolf on Wall Street, who's invested a bunch of money in Twitter stock, but has actually lost money on the deal. I am not a winner. And Ali McKay, who doesn't know how to balance a checkbook. Suck it. Those are your janks. Now let's get into the jank tank. All right, I can't, can't wait to find out what we might uh, be asked to invest in this morning. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you that there's a lot of really janky stuff on Kickstarter, and one of them is butt cheek gummies. Um, so these are gummy bears mm-hmm. in the shape of a butt cheek. Okay. Just one butt cheek, not the whole butt. Uh, no, it's it's both cheeks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It so it's it's candy that looks like an ass. Yes, exactly. Uh, this is this is a guy that's a full-time janitor, and he's been giving these sh- butt-shaped candies out to friends and family for about a year now, and everybody loves them. Sure. But it's difficult to use his own personal income to purchase the materials that he needs so that he can get a business going, and mm-hmm. he can start so that you can send these butt-cheek gummies, it sounds like, to your the people you want to prank. Oh, that's cool. I think that's awesome. Okay. Hey, it's butt cheeks, right? Well, okay. you love butts. Go on. And he's got uh, several different kinds. There's the mini cheeks box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it'll include a jar, including 30 to 45 various sizes of butt cheek gummies, a card uh, de- detailing facts about the human butt, and a personal message to the recipient, if you will. All right. Human I, uh, butt facts? Yes. I'd like to weigh in the, first, hold on. if you don't mind. The second okay. product, yep. the oh. Bootylicious box. Oh. <laughs> Bootylicious. <laughs> right? Would be mm-hmm. three separate jars with 20 to 40 gummies in each. And then blah, blah, blah. Mm. Same as the last. I um, I, I, I will not fund this. What? And I'll tell you why. I don't want anything where a butt is anywhere near my mouth. I just... You know I, it's not a real butt. It's a gummy yeah, bear. It's, uh, no. It's too too close for comfort. Hold on, I, me. Hold on, me. Hold on, me. What if, what if... In the little message, if you're say, if you like, you know, want to, want to try some butt stuff, and then you take this little little gummy butt <laughs> uh-huh. thing and be like, hey, how about some butt stuff? Well, yeah, that's, that's a great question, Omar. Yeah. Or I you can send out. it to someone really? and say, kiss my ass, oh. right? Oh. Right? All right. So, Allie, where are you on this? I'm out. That's stupid. Okay. <laughs> Omar? What if I could, like, write a message and you could smell my fart? I think I can have a lot of fun with this. I'm in. I'm giving this guy the money. By the way, this guy uh, is only has a $350 goal. 
That's it? No. That's it. Three hundred and fifty dollars. You know what? I'm investing three hundred and fifty dollars. I'm gonna be like fifty percent partner with this <laughs> yeah, guy. <you> are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next product is uh, the tampon bra. It's a bra to secretly store your tampons in. Okay. Why do you need to secretly store your tampons? Are they now illegal and I didn't know it? They are not illegal, no, Bean. Um, the tampon bra is, uh, you know, it's not always convenient for a woman to carry a bag. Mm-hmm. And they don't always want to. I used to, this woman says, I used to feel it was super obvious that it was that time of the month when I took my bag with me to the toilet in social situations. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I'm wearing the tampon bra, I can pop into the toilet and no one is the wiser. So huh. underneath each boob is a little a little pocket. Right. And you can put a tampon in there. Is this a problem, Allie? Um, if it is, I feel very bad for those women because my God, that's uh, you're a woman. That's what you do. Uh-huh. You have a period. Right. Why are we ashamed of that? I don't know. That's, Plus, that's crazy. Yeah. Plus, she says this could even give you a little lift. Uh, well, now you're talking. <laughs> you're telling me more. Could you, uh, I have a uh, question for the uh, for the investor, yes. uh, for the inventor, rather. Could you use the storage in your bra to conceal other things, drugs, like, like keys, a joint? Sure. Yeah, lipstick, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, in other words, is this just like a mini fanny pack? Maybe that's attached to your bra. Uh, I would say so. Yes. I mean, it's okay. there's just two pockets basically under each boob. Hmm. And then you yeah. can put stuff in there. So, Bean, that, that how about be, the tampon bra? That might be useful to some women, no. <laughs> if, if, if it's big enough to fit, like, keys, maybe a lipstick in there. Right. I, I'm going to need more information. You're going to need more information. Yeah. All right, so you're not making a decision either way? I'm not making a decision right now. I thought that was the bit, but okay. is it? I was unclear. (laughs) How about you, O? Are you in or out of the tampon Oh, man, tampons, periods, I'm out. I'm not into it. All right, well, that's two. All All right, right. time for one more. One more. Would you wear this muzzle around the office for private calling? Now, this one has a video, (laughs) and I'm going to let him explain it. The office can be an interesting place when your coworkers have no chill. Okay, so now he okay. shows coworkers, and they're on the phone, and they're talking really loudly. Babe, I never said she was prettier than you. It's the one that says mute. Isn't that insider trading? Your job performance has been good. I heard that Courtney left with Trevor and Mike. <laughs> Come on, just wow. the music alone, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird-looking... Um, it looks like a Bane mask. No. <laughs> no. Okay. It goes over your, your mouth like this. See the picture? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Why? Because you can put the little microphone from your earphones inside of this. Here, let him tell you. Many things at the office should only be said privately. But the only way to have a private call is to get up and find somewhere quiet. So I made it my mission to find a way to talk so that people nearby can't hear you, but the other person on the phone can. Now, he is a dynamic spokesman. Spokesperson. Very charismatic, that guy. So he's got, <laughs> he's got that going for him. Now, Introducing Bloxfox. Bloxfox. Yes, Bean. This is kind of like just when you cup your hand around the, the phone that you're talking into yeah. so that the person can hear you better if you're in a loud environment. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the 1940s, but we're in the future, Bean. <laughs> we're in the future. You need to put a box, a Bloxfox over your mouth. So that the person that you're talking to can hear you, but not the people in the office. Designed to work with a pair of headphones, Bloxvox is placed over the mouth, and the microphone slips in the side compartment. Your voice is substantially blocked from reaching people nearby, but sounds perfectly audible to the person you're calling. Example. You sound like this. 
But the caller hears this. I better get a huge bonus in here. I've been crushing. Stop the it. notches create a comfortable <laughs> grip. Stop it. Or a head strap lets you go hands-free. A head strap! Come a head strap. On. How awesome is that? When you have the head strap on, it looks like you're wearing a ball gag. <laughs> it very much looks like a ball. Yeah. And, and in all of the videos that they show people using it, they're, they have to use a hand to hold they're it on. They're holding it. They're holding it. They're not using the strap. Right? How much does this mofo want? This mofo wants, um, I mean, he's got different levels. You sure. can pledge 50 or more, 90 or more, 170 or more, 400 or more. Or if you want to pledge $3,000, you can get the Box Large Office 100 pack. Oh. If you're running a business and then you can give out these ball gags to all the people <laughs> in the office. <laughs> and it's, a, it's like really low quality. It's like made on a 3D printer. No. It's like totally all janky. Oh, it's so good. The hole allows right. you to breathe right. while letting minimal sound escape. Mm-hmm. Box is also great for coffee shops, Public transportation. We get it. Where you call someone. I've phone. heard. It. I've heard. I've heard it. Where else could I use it? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I understand what he's trying to do is try to bring some privacy into a conversation if you're in a crowded environment. I get that. Nobody is going to walk around wearing a ball gag, though. It's just no one will use this product. Therefore, I am out. Allie? No. He, that, no, sir. Omar? <sighs> it's very difficult to uh, make a decision. Is it? Um, not for me. I got I got this one. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not feeling on this one, no. I'm out. I'm way in because Whoa. I want to see people wearing ball gags. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And that's Jank Tank. The Kevin and Bean Show. Mornings on K-Rock. Carol Q. Hit it, Steve. I need some babe. Kevin Bean, this one thing I forgot to tell you, Kevin Bean. I need a woman. Woo! I need a woman. I was in Vietnam. I definitely need a Korean woman. My my first memory is I just love the buffets in Las Vegas. I love the flan. It, ta- it has a lot of sugar. Life's a, life's a box, box of chocolate bean. Did you get her phone number? Yeah. Have you called it? Yeah, I called and she changed her number. How about that? <laughs> Why'd you tuck away some knives in a behind an air conditioner vent in a no, nondescript no, no, bag? No, no, seriously, that's not mine, man. I drink your milkshake. Well, I, 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 I don't, don't for, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Why not, Bean? This is America. Woo! And now the further adventures of Dodo, international man of mystery, man. Yeah. Why not, Bean? This is America. Our friend Dodo back on the phone on the Kevin yeah, and Bean yeah, Show on yeah, Kerak. Bean, how, how, what, how's it going? It's going well. How about you? It's going great, though. Yeah, hey, hey, I told Dave, man, I'm going to I'm going to Shanghai in, in October. Like, I, I met this girl, right? Mm-hmm. And, and her name is, is Alice Chan. I got to know her for, for about two or three months, and we kind of hit it off, Kevin. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So you were dating her? No, I mean, I, no, I mean, I, I was talking to her on on social media, and I, I, I guess I I, I I met her. Because I, I, because you know, I, to, I told you, I told you, I joined this matchmaking service, and there's a lady. I guess her, her aunt joined, signed her up, and and then the, the matchmaker kind of said, you know, I have a single lady from Shanghai. She's five six. She's Chinese. She speaks very good English, and she works for a German company, and she likes to, she she, she likes to find single guys, and and so I guess this lamb guy. Kind of hook, hook me up. Oh, I see. So, so, so you haven't really met her. You've just been talking to her over social media. Yes, for, 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 for almost seven days a week, Kevin Bean. Almost seven days a week. Wow. Where? Yeah, what? What part? Week. Does she live in Southern California? Also, do? No, I mean, the, uh, 
no, she lives in Shanghai. She, she Shanghai. lives in Shanghai. Yep. Okay, gotcha. That's why you haven't met her. Okay, so you, you so you guys have been flirting online, and now you're thinking yeah. about making the trip all the way to Asia to meet well, her well, in person. Yeah, you're gonna want to you're gonna want to hear this, Bean, because she has an, an aunt that lives in in Chino Hills. So the aunt told me that in order for me, in order to go further with this, the, her aunt would like to meet me in person. So at least kind of get, you know, kind of get get to know who I am. You know, that's all. So. So her, her, her aunt is a pretty successful real estate person, too. So her have aunt told me that in order for us to go forward with this, I'd like to meet with you, talk with you for at least a few hours. Yeah, so have you met her? Pretty, yeah, I already, I already met the aunt. And how did that go? It, it, it went pretty well. All right. So do, you, so do you think that she is vouching for you with your young lady in Shanghai saying, okay, Doto well, seems like a nice guy? Here's the deal, kid. Well, Bean, I, 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 you're going to want to hear this, Bean. Should I go there or should I, should I have her come here, Kevin Bean? Um, <clears throat> I don't know what it's like in a communist country, whether she can just come here whenever she wants. Well, well hey, 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 Bean, she has a 10-year visa. It's Kevin. She, 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 uh, Kevin, she travels around the world a lot, like okay. to okay. Asia because she works with German. She, she works in, 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 in international trade. I think she would probably be more impressed if you went there. Well, so I should make the move. So I should make the move first. Well, I mean, look, I think it all depends on how busy you are, what your obligations are, and the same on her end. Who is it more convenient for to be able to travel? If she came to America, she could visit with her aunt and do some other things while she was here, in addition to seeing you, for instance. Wait, wait, wait. Here's the catch, Kevin. To me, because here's the why I'm going to Shanghai. Because in in the fall, I'm going to Bangkok, Kevin, to visit my parents for. For, for for a few weeks, so on the way on the way oh. back, I'm going well, to Shanghai, Kevin. Okay, so you already had the answer to that. You're going there <laughs> because you're already going to be in Asia. Yeah, this is why we call Doto the international man of mystery because we're not positive where he is in the world at any point in <laughs> That's time. Right. Well, I'm glad you asked us whether she should visit us uh, or you when you already knew you were going yeah, to visit because, her. That was a good use of yeah, time, Doe. Yeah, because her 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 aunt told her that she talks to the to the mother. And, and they made it very clear that since I'm the man, then, then I should go there first. And okay. The, All right. We, we've established that. All right. So, Doe, I have to ask you this question. You say you have chatted with her online seven days a week, right? Yeah. So you guys feel like you know each other? Do you feel like you love her? Yeah. But, but, he, but he, 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 here's the problem, Kevin Bean. On, 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 on her spare time, Kevin Bean, she voluntarily – she told – and I asked her that – does she join any organization, like any type of social group? She Very that, smart. You know, she, she told me that 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 she voluntarily joins the, the Communist Party, Kevin. I mean, that like, so do you think that's do you think that's, that's going to be a problem, Kevin? Be because I'm big no. Because she, what, what, what do you think? So do you think there'll be an issue there? Um, what kind of issue? She may have some. She may have some communist ideas, like you know, she might know stuff about, about Lenin, about Karl Marx, and all that. Because she told me that when she's when she, she told me that at the universities in China, everybody is man mandated to to take courses in those. Well, yeah, in, in, it's, in, a, like, it's a communist like, country. Yeah, it's a, it's that's that's the that's their government. It's a communist government, a communist country. So, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Don't tell when you get there. You need to try and talk her out of the communist party and into democracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, <laughs> and then rescue and, and, her and, and, and ask her why why did she, she join us? She told me that the purpose why. People join join that is because so they can share ideas and values on what thing, what what needs to, what 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 needs to shape within the country. Kevin, well, I don't think that's a necessarily a deal breaker. I mean, she's coming from a different part of the world. She's raised differently, but she sounds like a bright woman. You guys can certainly exchange ideas. That'll give you something to talk about. Uh, you know, after yeah. sex. 
Yeah, yeah, Kevin Bean. So, so hopefully, I'm not wasting my time going there, Kevin Bean. No, I don't think so either. Hey, Toto, I have a, I have a question. You've been talking to her via social media. Have you guys been skyping like a face to face where you see each other talking to one another? Yes, I have. You have. So, so you know what she looks like, and she knows what you look like. Yes. Okay. Do you mind if I do you mind do you mind if I if I, if I send you guys that, that picture, Kevin? Bean? Please. Oh, please. Like yeah. FaceTiming. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah we, we've been talking a lot on social media. Yes. Nice. Okay. All right. Okay. Look, I'm not I'm not feeling any red flags here at all. It sounds to me like Doto is handling this well. He's mm-hmm. doing the right thing. I'm optimistic for the visit. I just I'm worried that don't get your hopes up too high. You know, it yeah, might yeah, not yeah. work I, out. I, I know, Kevin. Bean. Ex- expect for the worst. Expect that. Oh, I don't. I, I wouldn't say that. That's necessary. I mean, you, you hope for the best. Prepare for the worst, right? So you still hope for the yeah, best. But, yeah, yeah. And, and and then here's the deal, Kevin. I mean, since her, her since her aunt, she lives. Her aunt lives here for about thirty years, and her aunt's a U.S. citizen. And mm-hmm. her, her aunt has a, has a successful real estate company. Right. And I even asked my buddy that, due to the fact that 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 she's Chinese and she lives in China, is it likely that she's going to take manageable? My buddy said it. Do if if her aunt's a U.S. citizen. And, and she's very successful successful in the United States. My buddies told me, do it, it, it will be, it's it's highly unlikely and it's highly doubtful that her aunt would would, would do anything stupid just for her niece because she due to the fact that she's already established here. Does it make sense? Uh, sure. Listen, <laughs> Doe, um, I think you're I think you're growing up. I'm proud of you. I think you're handling this well. I don't think your expectations are out of bounds, and I hope that you guys continue to talk throughout the summer and you're able to make that trip in the fall. I think it sounds real good. Yeah, thanks, th- thanks, Bean. Okay. Now, now Doto, uh, before you go, we need to talk to you again one more time just to sort of sharpen you up. And then, yes. of course, afterwards, we want to see how it goes unless you're stuck in China as a member of the Communist Party. No, I'm not, I'm not going to be stuck there. Hey, Bean, maybe you can come along, Bean. Yes, yes Bean. That's the best idea. <laughs> I like what it. That's the best I idea. Do like what it. just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Doto, for the update. We appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin Bean. All right, good luck. Doto, international man of mystery, man. Yeah. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kevin, do you remember where you and your wife went on your first date together? Sizzler. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is... Yep. Dude, this is. Awesome. How could she resist you? <laughs> right. I didn't know you were such a baller back in the day. <laughs> I know how to live. I, uh, I, I, it won't surprise anybody. I have no memory whatsoever sure. of dating my wife, so I, I don't remember. Omar, how about how about you and Cassie? Where'd uh, you guys go? Yeah, we went to go see a movie, but we didn't see much of the movie, if you know what I'm saying. I don't. No, what are you saying? <laughs> we're making out. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, oh, as you uh, may have heard, uh, has a very successful <laughs> DJ business at yeah. DJOmarCon.com. And you were doing a wedding recently, and you got on the topic somehow of first dates. And I can't believe what you told us. Why don't you set it up and uh, introduce your guest? Yeah, so um, I was uh, d- DJing, and then um, they were doing the ceremony. And the guy performing the ceremony mentions that Shane, um, who was the groom, for the first date, 
built a kill room uh, via, like, you know, like Dexter. Remember Dexter? Mm-hmm. He would have the, 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 the plastic all over right. and all that. So Completely took, seal off a room with yeah. plastic all on the floor, on the yeah. roof, on the walls. Everywhere. I, was, I don't know all the details because I was, like, halfway paying attention. But that, the first state that he took his bride to was his house or somewhere, and he built a kill room for her. Most people would be like, hey, uh, what? Yeah that's, <laughs> a, yeah, that's a bit of a weird first date. Wow. Yeah, totally. So I, I came and told you guys because that blew my mind. You know, it's but they fell strong. in love and they got married this past Saturday. And uh, yeah, here, uh, Shane, Shane's his name. Hey, Shane. Hi. Thanks for hey. talking to us. We appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you. Are you really on your honeymoon right now? Uh, yes, we're currently in uh, Bryce Canyon. How is about your, that? Is your wife still alive? <laughs> yeah, she's uh, sitting next to me. Okay, just check. Okay, you don't have any plans to bury her in the <laughs> desert or anything, do you? Oh, no, not at all, I, not at all. You're going to have to forgive us, but we're going to have to ask that question about every two minutes. <laughs> just to check on her. <laughs> so, Shane, did Omar overhear correctly your first date with your now wife involved a kill room? Yes, he overheard correctly. Okay, yeah. give us some background on that. Tell us how it all came came down. Yeah, so it started with her. Um, so we both really liked Dexter. Uh, Those of you that I don't watch her... the show, Dexter, it was about a guy who was a murderer, but he would kill bad people mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay, go ahead. He's, he's a serial killer, yeah. Uh, we, I decided to invite her over to watch the season premiere. Um, she wanted to eat what he eats during the opening credits. Which is kind of breakfast for dinner, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to kind of theme it up a bit. I uh, dismantled a Barbie, like in season one. <laughs> I remember that. Go ahead. That was like okay, the, that okay. was like the killer's calling card. He would leave the decapitated Barbie around. Yeah, like um, with a head in the freezer. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, far, it's very romantic. I, yeah, right. <laughs> And then I uh, found this box that kind of looked like his slide box where he kept his, like, mementos of his kills. Right. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, but then after that, I, it got really out of hand. It did. So, um, so wait, so it's not out of hand <laughs> yet? <laughs> no, no, it's not out okay. of hand yet. I, okay. At first, it was just kind of like little themes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so she came to the door, and there was I, I had put a bloody thumbprint on the doorbell. Oh and a bloody God. handprint on the door. And she's like, I better ring this. She didn't <laughs> run. <laughs> she loves Dexter, well, too. Yeah, All right, I mean, so she's point, still in. Okay. no idea that any of this was crazy. I was just like, oh, this is so cool. I'm, I'm sorry. Hold on just a second. So, but you had an understanding that that's a weird first date, right? Uh... You didn't think about it that way. No, not not at the point. No. Huh. So like point. like the actual Dexter, you are divorced from reality in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand the world or people. Uh, well, um, I did afterwards once uh, people started hearing about what I did and. Uh-huh. Okay, let, let's yeah. talk, Shane. Let's talk about the kill room for a minute. So at one point, did you lay plastic down on the floor? Oh, well, yeah, like, so I answered the door in his kill clothes. Like, an apron. Oh, he's got an apron, right? Oh, my God. Hot gloves, she right? Gave her a set, and I told her, um, you're just in time for the cleanup. So, hey, can I just walked... butt in Shane and say, uh, is she still alive? Yeah, yeah, she's, she's, okay. right. Right. she's still next to me. Continue. Um, we haven't so heard she walks her. in, and um, the dining room is enclosed in a tarp. Okay. 
All right. But, um, Shane, can she tried? just can she just say hello in the background? Just so that we <laughs> yeah. can. Hello. Okay. Oh, all right. God. All right. Oh, thank God. Okay. That was close. Woo. Yeah. Glad you asked. All right. All right. So what was what was her react? If she were still alive, we could ask her. But what was her reaction to this? Was she was she just amazed? Was she was she laughing? Did she seem a little scared? How did you read her? Uh, no, I. She was excited. She was she was really for it. I know that sounds really weird, but she was. It does sound weird, and you marry that girl immediately. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no one else out there for you, Shane. <laughs> this is it, man. <laughs> Seriously, treat her well, because if this doesn't work out, you're alone for the rest of your life. <laughs> so uh, once we were underneath the, the tarp, yeah. uh, it the whole room is tarped. The floor, ceiling, sure. walls. Um, was there a table in the, the middle, like he does? Yeah, yeah there, there was the dining room table <laughs> sure. with right. two, two chairs covered in saran wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, there was fake blood everywhere. Uh, you got to give him credit for the planning that went into Absolutely. this. The you work, know? that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Is she still alive? Um, I, even set up, <laughs> I even set up this work light to make it like look legit. A work light was lighting the room. Nice. Yeah. Um, did you kill Almost. someone as well just to make it realistic? <laughs> no, 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 Super no. authentic. <laughs> How long after that first date was it, Shane, before you guys walked down the aisle this past weekend? Well, that, that was in, this happened in 2011. It was season oh. six premiere. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so a long was, time. So, so it's worked out. Yes, it has. Okay. Omar? Yeah. So, there, Thanks there for bringing a, this guy to our attention. I know, this guy's awesome. <laughs> Shane, <laughs> Shane, thank you very much for coming on the phone, even though you're on your honeymoon. We, we appreciate it. Yeah, dude, thank you. Yeah, not a problem. Thank right. you. Is your, is your wife still alive? <laughs> okay. Hi. Bye. Okay. All right. <laughs> She's saying bye to the world, by the way. No. Not us. Wow, that's so, incredible. Yeah. That's a first date right there, you guys. Wow. Right, that's so a first that, date. That's the topic. Unusual first dates. Mm -hmm. That's about as unusual as it gets. Yeah, I don't think we're going to beat that. I don't think we're going to beat it either, but we want to talk to you at 1-800-520-1067 if you went to great lengths to make that first date special. Mm -hmm. Or weird. Whatever it is. An an, an unusual first date. The number's 1-800-520-1067. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-R-O-Q. We just talked to a couple who were fans of Dexter, and on their first date he made a kill room. Mm-hmm. She came over, and they watched the debut episode of uh, season six. Of I just, I don't know many women. I heard you grimace as Shane was telling us a story, Ellie. I don't know many women who show up to a guy's apartment on a first date, and they see a bloody handprint on the door, and they keep going. Right. Yeah. Here's but, the thing with uh, Shane and his wife. We mm-hmm. just talked to serial killers. I hope <laughs> that's not true. Those two are murdering people across the country. I hope that's not it's true. It's totally true. We're taking your calls at 1-800-520-1067. Let's talk to Aaron real quick, and then, Allie, I want to hear about your first date, because you had a weird one as well. Okay. But let's get Aaron on the line. She's line one. Valley Village, thank you for calling. Thank you for holding on, Aaron. What's going on? Hey, party people. Oh, long, long, long time listener, first time caller. Thank okay. you. Wow. So this is the topic that got you to call in, <laughs> hearing Shane the serial oh, killer. You had, you... Yeah, unfortunately, and I may be outdoing Shane a bit. Outdoing? Um, okay. Call... <laughs> yeah. um, basically, when I was in college, I was studying to be a marine biologist, but I also was a tutor in a science lab. This guy used to come in all the time in a gray suit, and I used to make jokes about the fact he looked like a mortician. Uh, in fact, he was. He, I'm and, sorry, which he actually was? 
Yeah, he was a mortician. Okay. And he used to ask me out all the freaking time. And and basically, I was like, oh, God, no, no. And I I kept saying things like, you know, wouldn't you rather have somebody who's not alive? Things like that. So you would think he would take the hit. I love that that necrophilia flirting, right? (laughs) There's nothing like it. That attracted him. Yeah. So basically... um, he also found out that I have a really bad situation of scientific curiosity. And so one night he somehow got my phone number. I get a call at 10 o'clock at night at home and my parents answer. And he says, Hey, you want to go out on a date? And I'm like, hell no. And he says, but it's a body run. And I said, a what? It's a body run. A body run. He says, I got to go pick up a body out in, um, in Lawndale, uh, oh, oh uh, Palmdale, Palmdale. Okay. And he says, do you want to go with me? And I'm like, oh, crap. Because this was just the type of weird stuff I would do. And I'm like, oh, well, I, I, yeah. I, I said, okay, look, this is interesting to me, but understand this is not a date. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I just thought you might be interested if you have nothing else to do. So I end up, moron that I am, go along. Okay. Okay. We go All right, we're, we're, we're pretty story. much out of time. So did it end up being a date, and you guys ended up dating after that? Oh, God, no. He picked up the body. The body, uh, as soon as we hit a bump, it evacuated itself. Oh, right. Side of, he pulls over the side of the road, puts the body on the side of the road because he knows I'm having a problem with it, and then tries to get me to come in the back of the van to have sex with him. Okay. I, I love I this, love this story so much. This has everything. <laughs> this is why, kids, yeah, listen to me. This is why you never go to Palmdale. Am I right? <laughs> I don't think that's the yeah. message. That's the takeaway here. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron, for the call. All right. Ooh. Holy moly. Wow. All right. Let's try uh, Alexis, Ukaipa, line two, and then I promise, Allie, we'll hear you. Oh, it's we fine. Were, we were thinking that we wouldn't get any as good as the kill room, but that was pretty strange. Come on. <laughs> Come took on. the body. He took the body out, laid it outside on the road, on the street, and then tried to have sex with her in the back. If the word evacuated ever come up, ever comes up in your first date, Agreed. something's going wrong. All right. Alexis from Ukaipa. Hi there. Good morning. Good morning. So I, I apologize in advance. Mine doesn't have serial killers or dead bodies. No it. worries. That's okay. We're ready for a change. I got tattooed um, with my date on our first date. Whoa. Tattoo. You didn't tattoo each other's name. No, oh okay. God, no, God, no. Right. Uh, no, we had went to a really bad Italian restaurant, and we were passing by a tattoo parlor, and both of us are pretty heavily tattooed. So he says, "Let's go get tattooed." I'm down. He's pink. It happened to be a Friday the Thirteenth, where some tattoo parlors run specials. So we both got tattooed, and I got a small four-leaf clover with the number thirteen in the ditch of my right arm. All right. So you both okay. got matching Friday the Thirteenth tattoos. Yes. How long did that relationship last, if it did at all? It did not. Um, he lied about his height, for one, and he spent the whole day talking about himself. So. Mm. Wait, hold on. He lied about his height? Yeah, he's, uh, we had met on online dating, and he said that he was six foot, and he turned out to be 5'9", and I'm 5'11", so mm. I, didn't, I didn't dig the lying, and I'm not too keen on short guys. God. Gotcha. <laughs> Whoa. All right. All right. Enough. Thank you, Alexis. Call. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, at least, as you pointed out, Kevin, at least she didn't get a tattoo about him. That right. Been exactly. a terrible God. reminder. She got a tattoo that she liked that she probably doesn't regret. All right, Allie, let's hear about your first date. I went on a date with a guy. We were just going to meet for drinks, so met at the Roosevelt 
had a cocktail and he goes, so you're into like ghosts and weird stuff. And I said, well, I'm not like into ghosts, but do I think they're real? Sure. You believe in them 100%. And he goes, well, what about a ghost tour? And I'm like, what about a ghost tour? And he goes, I've arranged one for tonight. And I'm like, oh, you're such a creep. Let's do this. So he had arranged for a group that does like ghost hunting type of thing. Right. To do a ghost tour through the hotel. That's pretty amazing. Which is supposedly haunted. Yes. That is interesting. Uh, very creative and good planning. Absolutely. So uh, we got creative later. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice work, son. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Allie is here. Time for our first look at what's happening on this Wednesday morning. Hey there. Hey there. <laughs> hey, there. hey there, partner. Weird drop off. Hey there. Hi, Bean. Hi, Allie. All right. I'm going to um, ask Kevin. Do you like cake? Yes. Do you like ice cream? Yes. Do you like beer? Yes. How about a brewery in New York unveiling their new ice cream cake beer? It's called Fudgy the Beer. It's a stout from the Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. It's a tribute to Fudgy the Whale. You know Fudgy sure, the Whale. Sure, Fudgy the Whale. The whale-shaped chocolate ice cream cake. Sure. From sure. Carvel's. Absolutely. Why do we need to mix these three flavors? Apparently, it's great. Really? Yeah. Brewers teamed up with the ice cream maker to create the fudge-flavored beer with 6% alcohol content. The company recommends pairing the brew with chocolate dessert or smoked foods. And the first batch of Fudgy the Beer already sold out. Yummy. Yeah, people are loving it, you guys. I mean, I'd try it. Yeah, you would. Sure. Absolutely. You guys talk about Johnny Depp yesterday? A little bit, yeah. Little about bit, his yeah. Uh, disturbing new appearance. Yeah. Have you seen the pictures? I haven't. I have. Oh, Kevin, I'm going to show you. Okay. They are, uh, whoa. He looks different. He sure does. Uh, fans obviously very concerned because he looks very thin, very pale. And by very thin and very pale, it doesn't seem like there's blood going through his body. Wow. Um, but insiders say that he's having a bit of a midlife crisis. And he's accustomed to being adored, and he's enjoying doing his rock star thing with his band Hollywood Vampires, but he just doesn't want to feel as old as he is. He's turning, apparently turning 55 on Saturday. Okay. And he's been partying hard. Right. Goes pretty buck wild when he's not in a monogamous relationship. So mm -hmm. he's just having some fun. Calm down. Just a little midlife crisis where you look like you're dead. <laughs> I am. Um... I speculated, Ali. Let's not forget he's an actor. Right. And just like Christian Bale or Matthew McConaughey or many other people, sometimes you have to lose a lot of weight for a role. And is, is it possible that that's all this is? Of I'm course it's sure possible. sure it's possible, yeah. But I think if you're losing that much weight, you're also probably not on stage with the band, like, rocking out, mm. hard partying. I would think well, yeah, I don't know. This is weird. Trying to, trying to make sure you're doing it the right way. Yeah, like Christian right. Bale when he did it like eight times in one year. Remember right. that? He was just out of control. Nuts. Let's look into that. Let's look into uh, what he could possibly be doing this for. All right. Because Johnny Depp back in the day. Guys. Right. Put, your, put right. your investigative team on it. I will. I will. Does Jimmy, you? do that. Who? Jimmy. He's on my investigative team. Okay. Thank you. Have you guys not met him? No. Oh, he's really... He's I haven't met good, anyone good. on here. Well, he has a lot of imaginary friends. Okay. All right. That's weird. I could hear something. I'm not sure what it was. We love Jimmy. We do love Jimmy. Um, 
Coming up, we're going to find out if Bean has a new neighbor that he's been he's been holding out on telling us about. Oh. This is a huge neighbor, like one that could potentially change all of our lives. I am intrigued to hear more. Well, you're intrigued to tell us the truth, Bean. Right. It's about time you, you came clean. Right. That's what okay. I'm saying. Uh, not a lot of birthdays today. Actor Robert Englund and actor Paul Giamatti. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean. Ms. Hollywood weighs in on the Kevin Bean Twitter account at Kevin and Bean. Beer mug is actually better than that reporter in San Diego. Oh, words I never thought I'd say. I think you are mugs. Agreed. You're not nice. the you're not the worst man on the street guy in America anymore. I mean, depending on the day. We also heard from another listener from San Diego who says that that dude is that bad every weekend. So we are need you to start following. We no. need to start following the Saturday morning edition of Good Morning San Diego. That's all there is to it. Wow. Hey, uh, time for a new feature, you guys. Welcome to Animal Stories. Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. To cure your blues Animal stories Just for you Let's find out What they're up to Well, I'm sorry We're out of time After the intro Omar's arc there It needed to be clearly explained Yes, there are so many Wacky animal stories in the news lately I don't know if you guys saw What went down with the baptism in Ethiopia I did not This week I was not aware of the baptism in Ethiopia how could you not get a, have a Google alert for that, Kevin? Mm. This is a Protestant pastor. His name is Docho Echete, and he had about 80 members of his congregation gathered on Sunday morning at the southern end of Lake Abaya in Ethiopia, which is close to a national park where enormous crocodiles have oh. been reported to cover the oh. shore. Now, the animals, the crocodiles are usually a tourist draw, but lately the lake has suffered from a shortage of fish, and the crocodiles have become a little bit aggressive toward humans. Mm-hmm. So this pastor, you know what a baptism is, is where they they, you, they dip you down into the water, right? It's a religious right. procedure. So he baptized the first person, then he passed on to the next one, and all of a sudden, a crocodile jumped out of the lake, grabbed the pastor, and swam away with him. Mm. In the middle of a baptism with all these people watching. Was the other person still under? Well, I, I, assume the ba- he, I assume he let go of the other oh, person. I, I would imagine as the crocodile dragged him away. A a police officer on the scene told the BBC that the fishermen and residents of the town tried to rescue the pastor, but all they were able to come up with was his corpse, which they dragged from the lake with fishing nets as the crocodile disappeared into the water. Look, look, look. If there is a God, (laughs) is he taking a pastor in the process of baptizing one of his flock with a crocodile? Doesn't God step in and stop that from happening? I mean, I don't understand exactly how all that works. How God works? Yeah. Yeah. But nobody expected a crocodile at that baptism, that's but for sure. shouldn't they have? Yeah, maybe okay. so. Maybe so. Don't go in they house, <laughs> is my advice. Don't go in they house, you get et. Uh, we played that video a couple of weeks ago about the uh, the guy in Canada who came across those two lynxes. That yeah, were that's a yelling horrible at each noise. Other. I hate and it. it was a crazy, it was a crazy and terrifying sound. Have you guys seen the video of Walter, the French bulldog? I have not. Now, remember the noise the lynx has made, all right? I got that. You want to hear it? Let's hear it. Right. That's real. Yeah, these are cats. These are big cats. Hate it. 
Walter is a French bulldog. His uh, his pet parent is named Amber. They live in Austin, Texas, and he has a lot to say. This is Walter. You cannot keep interrupting. No, 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 no. I'm, having a, I'm having a conversation. I'm having... Wait, no, wait, sir. Hold on. Yes. That is yes. not a dog. That's not a yes. dog. It is Walter the French bulldog. Yes. There are about. 20 videos of him in various, in the car, in the yard, Where's in the, the house. Where's the crocodile when you need him? Oh, my God. Walter's a lemon. Do you, <laughs> do you guys, uh, you guys want Walter? You guys Puppy want that no. in the house? Puppy Lake. Puppy Lake. In, I don't know that Puppy Lake is where we are. <laughs> I think head, so. That is crocodiles. A, that's a crazy noise. And finally, I don't know how much you guys think about where your food comes from and what the animal is that you're eating. There was a story, there was a story a couple of weeks ago about a guy who had bought an octopus, a 70-pound octopus that he had planned to sell, cut, cut up and sell. Mm-hmm. And then he had just been on vacation and he was playing with an octopus, playing hide-and-seek with an octopus on vacation. And he realized how sweet they were and how smart they were. And then he said, I can't, I can't kill this octopus. I can't, I can't serve it up. I'm going to keep it as a pet. So he kept this octopus as a pet because now he realized that octopuses are smart and they're people too. Okay? And they're keep, people too, you just said, right? Keeping that in mind. Okay. Did you see the video of the crawfish in China? No. He's dropped into a pot of boiling water. They're getting ready to make crawfish. He was one ingredient in a hot pot being prepared in a Chinese kitchen. The cra- the the, cra- the crawfish said not today. Instead of joining in, he cl- he climbed out of the pot. Oh no! And clipped off, bit off his own claw to get away. Oh wow! Bit off his own claw to get away. I don't know how I feel about the guy who was doing the cooking because he's standing there videotaping the thing. It's like, help the dude. Either put him in or take him out. Don't let him struggle with all of this, right? The video, by the way, has gone viral. It's been shared more than a million times already. People were writing in, please let this little crawfish go. He worked so hard. Don't eat him. See how hard it was for him to survive. And just like the octopus story, this chef says, you're right. I've decided to let him live. Wow. I've taken him home. I'm raising him in an aquarium. Don't know what his name is. But this crawfish, because of his survival instinct, has become a pet. And by the way, he's I guess already I been re- eaten, by the way. I Let's guess- do a check on that <laughs> guy's home. He- he claims that he's now a pet. Sure, I know. I did not realize that if you cut off the claw of a crawfish, it will grow back. What? So he's going to be whole again and living out hopefully the rest of his life in a, in a sweet little I'm saying somebody should like that. check the house. That's Which is way better than, uh, than dying by boiling water on a stove. So that's Animal Stories, folks. Animal Stories in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kevin, you know how every week at this time we have on a British vegan comedian of Sri Lankan descent who's also a former math teacher who has a lazy eye and hosts a hip-hop podcast? Yeah, sometimes you know how it's every hard week to we do that? find that guy. Well, we got another one this week. All Ladies right. and gentlemen, 
Ramesh Ranganathan joins us interview here on the Kevin Eats Hello, hello, Finally, a long line of people who meet that criteria. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. I want to find out about these other guys, though, that <laughs> nicking my USP. Do you know what I mean? I think you guys have a lot in common. I think you, you can get along. Now, Ramesh's story is that he's from the UK and not too long ago moved for his big showbiz break in America. Was the, was the concept that you couldn't possibly be more famous back home and you just needed a new challenge, Ramesh? Well, I just... The, the, the truth is, is that the reason I got into comedy is because of American stand-up. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with American comedy. So when I started doing comedy in the UK, it was always something that I wanted to do is try and see how I got on over here, really. So, so it came from that. It sort of comes from an arrogance. You know, because it's different... It's difficult to make it in comedy somewhere. And I thought, well, I've done it in the UK now. I'm going to roll the dice again and throw my family's livelihood into jeopardy, you know, another time. Do you know what I mean? It sort of comes from a vanity project that's got out of control, essentially. The uh, first episode of this show, called Just Another Immigrant, is on at 9 p.m. on Showtime um, this Friday. And your son quickly puts you in your place <laughs> when you give them the idea... Yes, well, um... Is he funnier than you? Uh, oh, I am way Team Theo. Yeah, I, I want a Theo standalone. Seriously, uh, I, want, I want a spinoff as well. Um, well, I was—I I, I genuinely wasn't expecting him to be as down on it as as he was. Sort of, as a matter of fact, about it, uh, I always sort of thought that I had the love of my children. But I—I did—I I did sort of chat to him afterwards and say, "Is that really coming from you? Or is that something that are you like? Is your mum the puppet master here?" You know I mean? <laughs> he said to me, he was genuinely channeling his own thoughts, which sort of makes it. So he said, was it easy when you started here? And you said no. And he said, what makes you think it's going to be easy when you go there? <laughs> yeah. He said, what, why do you think it's going to be easier in a foreign country? <laughs> right. From the said. mouths of babes, right? I know. I mean, it's difficult to get that kind of dose of reality from anyone, let alone an eight-year-old. Sure. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, so Ramesh, um, just for considering that m many of our listeners may be uh, unfamiliar with you and your popularity back home, how big did you get in Britain? I mean, were you headlining uh, arenas? How, how big a comedian were you? Well, I sort of, um, I toured the UK, uh, my last tour of the UK, I sold probably, I, I guess, uh, did one of the biggest tours in the UK the last time I went out, I sold over like 100,000 tickets. Wow, okay, all right. BBC shows over there and stuff like that, so... Yeah, you got um, a lot of television, right? Yeah, I did. Yes, yes. It's very difficult for me to sort of talk about this without sounding like... I feel like it's sort of an arrogance. It does to, seem do you know a little cocky, I mean? sure, but... Well, I mean, I was invited, But we're though. asking you. Yes, yeah. OK. Well, in that case, I, I'm amazing. <laughs> like, the level of popularity I've achieved in the UK is unsurpassed, particularly by... Are you by walk Brown down the street recognisable in the UK? I'm walk down the street recognisable, but deeply unapproachable. So it's I a see. perfect combination. <laughs> yes. You win. So we hear all the time about bands that... Mm. Uh, there's so many great uh, British bands, and it is a true... I'll give you an example. In 1975, for instance, they were massive Arctic Monkeys, massive in Britain, took yeah. a long time to make it in America, get to a level of popularity that could play large rooms in America, because America can be a very tough place to break in show business. There have certainly been comedians like Eddie Izzard and Ricky Gervais and others who have come from your island and have made it in America. Did you kind of look to them and go, how did they do it? That's what I need to try? Uh, yes, it was sort of a... Yes, and I didn't find a lot of solace in that, I guess, because I tell you why, because um, because that it took them a. I sort of felt like I wanted to do it quickly. I was, I was feeling impatient about it because it took me a while to get my profile up in the UK, and I sort of thought I don't know 
if I can go through that. It sounds terrible, but I don't know if I can go through that process again. Well, it can so be was, a painful process. Exactly, yeah. And slow. Yeah, I mean, when I did it in the UK, I mean, things went really bad. I mean, I couldn't afford the bills. We got a car taken away. You know, all these horrible things happened. And you sort of think, well, how do I try and... Um, figure out a way of that not happening in the States and try and speed it up somehow. So I was constantly looking for shortcuts, which is... I was, that's what I was going to ask, is if, if you had already gone through that in, in Britain, did you think that you could shortcut it? When you came here and make it less painful and less long. That's sort of what I hoped that I, I could do. Not just from a sort of an impatience point of view, but also that um, I'd sort of put my family through a fair bit in the UK. When oh, I was your wife's a saint. Right. Yes, yes, she's, she's a saint. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I didn't want to test her love too much, do you right. know what I mean? So yeah. I thought, how can I find a way... Of, of making this easier, knowing that actually it's more difficult. Because I know that there, there's so many more comedians. It's, it is difficult. As you said, you know, when you give the example of bands and stuff like that, bands that are massive in the UK come mm-hmm. to the States and achieve nothing and, you know, relatively speaking, and go back. Mm-hmm. So there's always that, that risk factor. But I, I, I want to do it so much that, um, that I wanted to give it a go. Having said all of that, you know, the, the other thing to balance is that I wanted my family to be sort of kept happy because it's, as soon as my wife turns around and says, I don't, want, I don't want you to do this anymore, then it's over. I mean, I'm not that <laughs> selfish that mm-hmm. I'm doing this regardless of their feelings. So, I mean, you do leave them there while you come over here first. <laughs> right. Kind of feel things out. I do yeah. love, though, that his wife bought a return ticket. Yes. yes. She was like, here's the thing. I believe in you-ish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let me play that clip from the show because that's a great lead in, Allie. The program we're talking about is Just Another Immigrant. It's a new series on Showtime this Friday night at 9. Ramesh Ranganathan is our guest in studio. And here you are. You're sitting around the dinner table, probably one of the last nights before you left, with your family and your mom and a couple of friends, too. And you're discussing what the plan is. What is your plan? It doesn't have a plan. The plan is to go and be a stand-up in America. So I've booked our tickets, and we've got return tickets as well. I go out first, yeah, yeah. tee it all up, sort out accommodation, right? And then Lisa and the kids come out, and it's all set up for them. I'm just thinking that Lisa thinks she's going to fail because the team ups and then come back. That's the first thing you <laughs> no, said. No, That's the first know. thing you said at the back of what you just said. I believe in you 100%. I have been praying, son, that you will do very well in USA, then I have been fasting as well. So when you fast, what do you actually have? Uh, uh, only fruits. Okay, so it's not a farm. <laughs> I, I love your mom, by the way. <laughs> I love her so much. Was um, your wife... I, I know we have to take a break, Ramesh, but was your wife on board with... Granted, you have the dream of making it in America as a comedian. How did she feel about leaving her home in Britain and moving to a completely foreign country? Uh, she thought it was uh, foolish, to be honest with you. You know, like she she said, you know, it, it was unlikely you were going to make it. It's difficult to make it anywhere, and you've done it here. Why are we throwing that all away to go to the States? But my wife is incredibly supportive. So, And also, we've had three children, so she's sort of trapped in the marriage. So <laughs> there's all of those factors to take into account. All right. Many more questions for our guest. Ramesh Ranganathan is here. Just another immigrant is the show Friday night on Showtime. More in a moment right after this on k It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Ramesh Ranganathan in studio with us here on the Kevin and Bean Show. He is... Can I call you... Are you the star of something if it's a reality TV show technically, Ramesh? Yes, I, guess you yes, are, I right? am the ultimate star. <laughs> the ultimate star. Thank you. 
Just Another Immigrant, it's called. This uh, Friday at 9 on Showtime is the debut episode. You sure picked a great time in American history to move to America looking like you look, Ramesh. I'll tell you that. That was... That's good thinking. I just wanted to sort of increase, like, just raise the stakes as much as I possibly could. You sure. Know what I mean? Because, you know, for, for somebody to look like me in today's America to make it, that is, I mean, that's greatness of, a, of another oh. level. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like running for president when your middle name is Hussein. Yeah, I mean, you're really exactly. just making it, making it tough. Yeah. So how have you found, this is uh, interesting, I think, to hear from a, uh, an immigrant's perspective. How have you found the United States? You've been uh, here less than a year, a, right? A map, yeah. I assume. <laughs> yeah, um, well, um, oh. the, the truth is, is that I sort of, uh, uh, being in LA, I didn't expect it to, be, to to come up at all. My sort of ethnicity or race to come up at all, but it did. I mean, I, I, I had a couple. I had a couple of incidents very, very quickly. Like uh, I went into a bar and uh, uh, a man sort of started quizzing me about whether I was Muslim, which I'm not. Um, You're from Sri Lanka. I'm from Sri Lanka. Yeah, mm-hmm. my pe- my family originally Hindu, but he's just started saying to me, "Yo, man, are you are you Muslim?" And I said, no. And he goes, oh, have a drink then, if you're not Muslim. And I said, well, uh, I'm all right. I'm here with friends or whatever. Was that like a test? Yeah, it was a test. Yeah, He wanted me to drink in front of him to prove that I wasn't Muslim. Wow. Um, I I think if he'd had a bacon sandwich in his pocket, he would have pulled that out and got me to (laughs) eat as well. But he said he was testing me. And then he said... uh, and then he said to me, uh, okay, he goes, well, I'm sorry, I just I thought you might be Muslim, just looking at you. And he goes, you've got to understand why I'd have a concern about that. And I said to him, I've got to be honest, mate, I'm not, I've just arrived from the UK, I'm not fully equipped to have this conversation with you, I'm just here to have a drink. But he was really like, as soon as he found out I wasn't Muslim, he was super friendly. But up until the point he wasn't sure, he was just really, really sort of quite aggressive. It was weird. Yeah. And that happened in, like, maybe three days after I arrived here. That's unfortunate. Yeah. And then a few weeks later, I was I was having dinner. Uh, my uh, Lisa and the kids were with me, and I was with uh, one of the producers of the show. And we were just having, having dinner. And uh, the the producer and his children are white. I'm telling you that because it's important for the story. I don't al- I always refer to people's ethnicity in a story. Right. But he, they were all white. This woman came over and said, um, she gestured to us and she said, I've been watching you all evening. And she said, this is what America's about. You and you having dinner together and it's not an issue and your kids are laughing with your kids and blah, blah, blah. And she sort of made it like we were making like a political statement. Not and, uh, just human beings being friends No, it was dinner. just we were sort of showing what America was all about by eating noodles. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And that's what, that's what oh. it's all about. You know, I want every single thing I do to be a political statement. Oh, Even I hope she was a white lady that just... Well, I think, I reckon, because my, my wife said, oh, that's kind of sweet. And I said, I guess it's good, because I think she walked out of there just thinking, I've done a great thing. I've acknowledged racial equality, and it wasn't a thing to me. It wasn't, it wasn't an issue right. for me. Look I, how woke I, I am. Went, oh, yeah, I congratulated them. That's how woke I am. <laughs> in years gone by, I would have slapped them upside the head for even dining in the same restaurant as me. But I've changed. I've Rubbish. stepped it up. I felt that even in the first episode of your Showtime series, the cab driver who picked you up in the first episode, he was so impressed that you had a British accent because he thought you'd be one of those, you know, quote-unquote 7-Eleven Indians. Yes. And, I mean, he was... I thought he was very racist and you handled him very well. Well, the, the problem I had there was, yeah, exactly that, is that he was surprised I had an English accent and then I said to him, what were you expecting me to say? <laughs> yes, and I'm then he did the accent. He even threw in the head wobble and everything. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, I'm from 7-Eleven. Like, he smashed it. It was a great old school <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
But the thing was, it, what made that difficult was, um, to be honest with you, is, is yes, I agree with you, that's sort of a, a form of racism. But he was so nice outside of that one little bit of the conversation. Like, he'd been really nice and welcoming and chatty and stuff like that. And then you sort of listen to him and you chat, chat to him and he's a nice guy and you think, how bad is racism really? Do you know what I mean? Like, he, sort of, <laughs> he seems like a funny, Aww. good guy. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just going to let it slide. Really. And we learned that you don't lose an accent based on your environment, which was shocking to me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what the is happening? Now, one of the most surprising things about your Showtime series is that you committed ahead of time when no one in this country knew who you were to performing at the Greek. Yes. Now, that show has already come and gone, so it's not a uh, spoiler alert, but everyone had to tell you that was insane, right? I mean, yes. Most comedians that are well-known in this country couldn't sell out the Greek. No, I, I wasn't aware of that last little fact. Uh, <laughs> it's about 6,000 6, seats. And it's that real... was a detail I, hadn't, I wasn't aware of. What yeah. I was okay. aware of was that it was a difficult thing to do. And I, was, I wasn't under any illusions that because of my profile in the UK that I was suddenly going to come over and be welcomed. Did you choose it because it was a difficult place to go? Well, one was the, 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 the difficulty of it. I thought that would be good. And also, too, it's the Greek. You know, like, it's, sure. it's, 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 a, it's an iconic venue. So, and I sort of had this thing in my head that I wanted to give myself, like, a really difficult, tangible target that I could go full tilt at. I'm very lazy by nature. So I thought by giving myself a difficult target, it means that I will go for it. Um, and, admit, and, and I think in hindsight it was... It's too challenging. I, I think it's fair to say. Do you know what I mean? I could have picked a mid-level challenge. Sure. But, you know, I went for it. It made me go for it. At least right. you went with an outdoor venue in December. Yes, yeah. yes. And I just sort of thought... Because <laughs> the thing is, Ali, I, I didn't want people to go there just on a whim. I wanted dedicated people. People right. that were willing to go, mm-hmm. I want to watch Ramesh and be deeply uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? That's sort of... <laughs> so they and want, then they you want... know that you've got genuine right. fans. So they you know have I mean? to want to be tortured as well. Exactly. You, you got, I, I want people to buy into me as a comedian so much that they don't care that it's horrible to actually be at the venue at that time of year. You make terrible decisions, <laughs> yeah. my Yes, man. correct. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we're out of time. The show starts uh, Friday night on uh, Showtime. Are you doing... I mean, I've seen you on uh, Conan. Obviously, you've made your way uh, you know, up here in America in the, the comedy hierarchy, but are you doing some uh, some gigs locally as well? Yes, I I, I've, uh, I will be trying to get as much stage time as I as I can, so I'll, I'll be out and about. Yeah, um, I love doing stand up over here; it's great fun. All right, well, it's uh, it's a great series. We've seen it, and uh, we love, love it so much. Thank you very much, and thank you. You're welcome anytime, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Repeat after me. Abracadabra, nope. one, two, three. Abracadabra, one, two, three. Now it's time to see what we see. Now it's time to see what we see. What, is, what could that magic chant possibly mean? I don't know, but I love that guy so much. I mean, he made it He made it up, right? He didn't have a chant in mind, right? That's not a thing. No. Okay. Time for one more look at what's happening. Here's Allie. Well, way to go, Kanye West ruining parties in Wyoming for the rest of us rappers. (laughs) So, uh, remember he had his listening party up there in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, on a ranch? Well, the woman that owns that ranch has decided to ban rappers after the trouble that was caused by the event. 
Her name is Jane. She's the owner and operator of the Diamond Cross Ranch, and she said that it was the most confusing event that they've ever held at the venue. Oh, no. Kanye originally told them he wanted to hold the party inside, then changed his mind every 30 minutes. He ended up throwing it outside, and local county ordinances say that you can't play any sound after 10 p.m., and if you do, it must be below 80 decibels. Well, Kanye blasted ye at... 120 decibels. Do do you feel that I'm being free and I'm thinking free? And making matters worse, the party was supposed to end at 10 o'clock, but in Kanye fashion, it didn't even start until 9.30. And she wasn't warned that it was going to be late. As a matter of fact, she was warned that he does whatever he likes, and apparently that holds true. Hmm. So at one point, her and her husband threatened to cut the power if they didn't shut it down. This is all a uh, a big problem, um, and she says she holds no ill will towards Kanye, though she has instituted a no more rappers policy at her ranch. Okay, and here's now- here's where Jane goes uh, goes full white lady up in Wyoming. <laughs> she says other events with good music are still welcome. Wow. Oh, okay. Jane, just say it. No more black people up here <laughs> in Wyoming. Go ahead, Jane. You'll feel better. You understand that all rappers don't behave like Kanye, Jane, no. right? You understand that he's the asshole, not everybody else. Well, Jane says no more rappers, but other events... I'm a superhero! Other events with good music are still welcome. Mm. Thanks, Kanye. <sighs> Thanks, Way to Kanye. ruin it for the rest of us. This is fame, bro! Right? Way to make Jane show her ass. <laughs> and by the way... <laughs> In all fairness, uh-huh. Kanye West gets it. Mm. All right. Hey, Netflix said yesterday that Orange is the New Black will return for its sixth season on July 27th. So circle your calendar for that. And Avengers director and Buffy the Vampire Slayer creator Joss Whedon is going to do a new half-hour comedy series on the Freeform Network. The series called Pippa Smith, Grown-Up Detective, is about a 20-something female who used to play a kid detective on TV, but is now a real-life private eye. She's trying to sandwich her cases into her already messy personal life. <laughs> wow. Really? Joss. I mean... It could be just a uh, bad description of it. Could it? Sure. Okay. It's one of the options. All right. Um, and I don't know what's happening, but this uh, is this real? It's bad news for whiskey lovers. It might be time to start hoarding bottles of your favorite spirit. Popular Mechanics says the popularity of whiskeys in recent years, especially Irish and Japanese whiskey, will soon result in a shortage. Hmm. Popular distilleries in both countries say that what's being made now won't sell for anywhere from 7 to 17 years. So what they're saying is what they have now for selling is mostly gone. This is right on the heels of a massive tequila shortage. I'm not really under... I don't understand. That's ridiculous. Are we just drinking so much more as a as a nation? As I mean, a people? Probably. I mean, I know I am. Mm-hmm. But this is concerning. I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons to drink lately. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's really true. Right. Yeah. And in case you missed it, uh, IHOP tweeted this. For 60 pancaking years, we've been IHOP. Now we're flipping our name to IHOP. So they changed the P and just flipped it around to a B. Find out what it could be on 6-11-18. So on... Boobies. 
I don't think it's boobies, but uh, coming up on Monday, we're going to find out. Is it bacon? Is it breakfast? Is it brunch? Is it boobies? Uh, it, I'm only interested if it's boobies. I don't think it's going to be boobies. Okay, then I'm not. I'm out. <sighs> but what did Mug say? He said it could be burgers because they sure. have a lot of burgers. Maybe they're trying to, like, rebrand into, hey, also burgers, which isn't the best rebranding nope. I've ever heard. So, uh... That's what's uh, what's happening there, and good times. <laughs> this, uh, this made me laugh. Um, it's now official. There are over eight thousand registered rappers with Lil All before right. their names on 8, Spotify. 000. Eight thousand. Here's uh, here's just a few that you may know: Lil Wayne, Lil sure. Yachty, Lil mm-hmm. Pump, mm-hmm. Lil mm-hmm. Dicky. Mm-hmm. Lil John, right? Lil mm-hmm. Peep, sure. Lil Zan, yep. Lil Kim, mm-hmm. Lil Baby, Lil Mo, Lil Flip, Lil White, Lil Rob. <laughs> you haven't said Lil my favorite Will, yet. Lil. He has a favorite Lil. I'm, I don't know who that could be. Don't you remember Lil Poopy? <laughs> what? Remember the little kid rapper, Lil Poopy? Is he on Spotify? I'm sure he is. Come on. Uh, let's see if I, you keep talking. I'll see if I can find some little Pull poopy. up some little poopy. <laughs> little Troy, little Flip, little Rob. How many did you Ronnie. say? Uh, they say over 8,000 registered rappers with wow. little before their right, names. Here's, here's some little poopy for you. Okay. We talk about, talk about big things. Big wheels, big cars, yeah, and big chains. I'm only eight years old. I'm doing big things. Fresh Montana on my track. I'm it, man. Come on, man. Little poopy. Uh... Maybe Lil Poopy's just on SoundCloud. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to look into that uh, for no, the next not. what's happening. <laughs> no, I'm mean, not looking into that ever. I really am not at I can't all. believe that. I can't believe that number, though, that you I know. gave. I'm That's kind of good. fascinated Crazy. by it. Crazy. That's a, a 106% increase over the last year and a 725% increase over 2016. Maybe don't use Lil so much. There's too many. We have saturated the marketplace with Lil's, right? I mean, sure. Lil. Most of those, I assume, we haven't heard from. Do you think you know Bow Wow's I mean? like, I own this rap game Probably, yeah. before all y'all Lil's came along? Birthdays, actor Paul Giamatti, actor Robert England, and comedian Colin Quinn. And that's what's happening. Hey, Kelly. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial-free drive home today at 5 p.m. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. Jim Rash joins us in the studio. Love. Uh, Dr. Drew joins us as well. And we've got your tickets for Florence and the Machine at the Hollywood Bowl. And you qualify for a VIP trip to Life is Beautiful in Las Vegas tomorrow morning. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. I miss the old Kanye, straight from the gold Kanye, chop up the soul Kanye, set on his goals Kanye, I hate the new Kanye, the bad mood Kanye, the always rude Kanye, spazzing the news Kanye, and I love you like Kanye loves Kanye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.